0: The DIMP Digital Network presents The DDT WrestleCast
1: the DIMP Digital Network, welcome to the DDT WrestleCast. I'm once again joined by Paper, and we are going to go through and review WWE Wrestlemania 36, which took place not just over one night, but two nights, because apparently, during the COVID-19 lockdown, Wrestlemania somehow expands its scope. Now... If you are listening on our dedicated DDT WrestleCast feed, then well done. You are one of the first in the world to be listening to this, so you know, pat yourself on the back for that. If you're on the DIMP Digital Network or our YouTube channel, thank you. But if you do like or love pro wrestling, you really owe it yourself to subscribe to the dedicated feed. Not only will you get the episodes at least 48 hours early, at least You will also be treated to some bonus content that is exclusive to that fee, so just search for DDT WrestleCast and you'll find us there and get everything a little bit earlier, plus a few extras. Um, Paper, we're doing WrestleMania 36, but before we get into that, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. I didn't even realise we've got content 48 hours in advance. I'm I'm subscribing and I suggest you all do that
1: as well. Yeah, Um, got to be something uh, for them
0: exactly i wasn't even following on the dedicated channels that's a it's a slap on the wrist for me
1: yeah absolutely that's, that's got go, unfortunately <laughs> now i've got to say that i wasn't expecting to be doing this because i was going to watch wrestlemania 36 because not a lot else to do you have got a network subscription for a trial period of about three months so You've been using that to watch some of the classic events that we're going to be reviewing and other bits and pieces. But I really did not expect you to be watching WrestleMania 36. Is it just that you was at a loose end and you thought, I might as well watch it? Was it for the good of the podcast or was you genuinely interested to see what WWE are up to these days?
0: Well, I, I guess there's a bit of everything there. Um, I, I, we we're Largely, we're all locked up at the moment, so we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, a lot more than, than we're used to. Um, and, and so... It's given me an opportunity to watch something, I guess. Um, Not only that, I've not watched a WWE slash WWF live event or something around that's happening at the time probably now for a good several years. So there was a part of me that really thought, you know what, if I'm going to watch something, it was always going to be either WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble um, events. And uh, uh, I think it just happened to Koei here. And at the moment that they're giving away a free month, free subscription on the WWE network. Yeah. Um, so I jumped on that bandwagon and I thought, you know what, we're watching classics. And then, you know, this came along and I thought, you know, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's see what it's like. Um, and, and that's led us down this path where I'm now sat on this podcast, um, giving my humble opinion about something that I don't really watch that very often. Um, in terms of the WWE. Um, so, so, People, if they scream and shout, bear with me, bear with yeah. me, um, but we will get there, we will get there.
1: Well, the thing is, are people that, they can scream and shout all they want, but ultimately, one thing that every business wants to do, WWE not excluded, is to grow, and in order to grow, they need to get the attention of people like you, who don't invest in their product today, and keep you, so... You know, at some point, people who haven't watched WWE for a long time, or haven't watched it at all, are going to take the plunge. And they always bill WrestleMania as the biggest event of the year. Granted it's in some really unique circumstances behind closed doors and that's something that everyone's having to deal with all sorts of businesses we've got Dana White promising to have a, his own private island to run UFC cool. events out of and it's just like what is going on in this world so it's it's a bit of a shame that it's happened at this time where all the production values are completely changed but I would recommend you going back and watching the Royal Rumble if you get a loose end from this year and just seeing what a live event is like that'll probably give you a bit more of a a, an accurate perception of what generally happens, but we are where we are with 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 wrestling, and they are running events, albeit with with no crowd, um, and just a, just empty arenas and possibly a few wrestlers scattered around in the crowd. Um, high level faults because we've been watching AEW. It'll be the fourth week that AEW has run c- closed kind of. Events in empty arenas. How mm-hmm. did you think the production looked on the WWE front in comparison to AEW? I know you have watched Raw from after WrestleMania, so you've got to look at what a normal event looked like. And as you can see, it's the same set. It's just they've changed the the signs and whatnot. But what did you think in terms of comparing what AEW have been doing um, compared to what you saw with with, with um wwe and, and probably you've watched just about as much time because i think this was six and a half hours overall <laughs> and over the last three it's weeks true. it won't be far off from that
0: no um in comparison you know they're, they're both sort of doing very much a, a similar type of thing um AEW's ones I, they they had clearly some arenas booked previously that they just used um so they were just in empty arenas i think in the last AEW event that i watched they were suddenly now in like more of like, what i call like that warehouse type type uh, jobby, yeah. which um, the the WWE um, uh, is is hosting their stuff from at the moment. They saw sort a of training center. Yeah, um, I quite like it in the warehouse. If I'm being honest, um, if you're not going to have the crowd there, don't do it in a stadium. No. Do it in in a, in a warehouse um, and and just make the most of it. I there, there are little bits that I like. I think uh, I felt like the uh, AEW still seemed to have more stuff around pyro and stuff like that in comparison to wrestle wrestle uh in comparison to wwe however i like the fact that wwe clearly had little things like um the the announce table was was right there whereas that seems to have disappeared in AEW, and it feels like they're just commentating off screen now um so so they're little 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 things but primarily they've both got the same same thing to work with um AEW of gone for you know trying to have wrestlers in the crowd for a few events uh wwe stayed clear of that i quite like the wrestlers in the crowd as long as they're good and i think it proves the the time when aw had mjf in the crowd that was really fun i really like that but last week when they did it they had uh jimmy havoc kip and all like that lot and they they, they probably weren't as good at selling that from the audience perspective but yeah. i i do you know what I, I, I'm, I understand the situation we're all in at the moment, and so I, I won't hold out against anyone at the moment.
1: One thing I notice is that the there's a, it seems like it's a completely different style. In that AEW appear to go for a very dark, the, the the lighting is very dark, so you can't really see past sort of where the front row is and where the wrestlers are. Mm-hmm. Whereas the WWE have a, it's the whole arena is kind of lit up, it's bright, and it's you can see the emptiness, I guess. Is there a, a right or wrong way to do that, or is it different strokes for different folks?
0: I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think it's just maybe that's a bit more on brand. I, I see WWE is a bit more of a, a colourful place, um, something cleaner, for, it, isn't it? For, for it for it for younger audience and therefore brighter aesthetics, you know, sell, whereas AEW is clearly at a older, a little bit of an older audience where you know the dark, the dingy grittiness is, is probably the, a bit more their USP. So I just think it's just more what they're doing on their their their, their own brand.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think, I think personally for an empty arena, the, the less of the emptiness you can see, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the performance centre does look okay, like it's not horrible to look at, so not nothing to, to worry about. Now, this wouldn't have been a two-night extravaganza if, if you know COVID-19 hadn't struck and, and locked everything down. It was scheduled to be a one-night. Um, yeah. And it, obviously, for obvious reasons, that couldn't happen. How did you find about having the, the two night sessions. As I said it clocked in at just about three and a half hours three three and a half hours on the second night and three hours on the first night. Um that was you know, six and a half hours. A usual WrestleMania can run over five sometimes in one night. So oh. that, Yeah. So in some ways maybe I'll answer your question for you, it's it's almost a bit of a saving grace it was over two nights because, you know, that's a long, long, long time to sit there and watch one programme.
0: Yeah, I. It's. I, it was too much. Like, like in terms of time, like that I want to spend watching. Saying I, I feel like, you know, there, 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 and we'll probably come more into the matches later on. But there were definitely matches that probably just didn't need to be WrestleMania matches, yeah. and um, and it, I, I, de- I definitely feel there's there's something to be clocking on here too, and it might be you know like um, you know, you could have your your WrestleMania your main card type thing you know where you do your three and a half maybe span into four hours if you really need to go that much and you could probably have a and do that on the sunday or whatever day you want to do on on the saturday you could have like a a pre-show where where like like some sort of more darker matches are um i i personally i just thought it was just too much and i it sort of took away from you know this big one big thing and it sort of felt oh it's over two nights you know it's it's, it's not as big and grand as 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 it should be um so i, I definitely felt like to be honest I, i've got have a gripe with most of the pay-per-views being a little bit too long anyway yeah. um my attention span is is around the three hour mark um three and a half hours anyway so um but yeah just two nights was just too much i felt like um and we take this from a uk audience perspective whereas we probably don't get to watch it live whereas you know if you're listening in the uh, watching in the us uh, and you're listening to this you'll be watching it at like somewhere between sort of 4 p.m and t- uh 10 p.m or something like that yeah, depending or whatever what side, the, yeah. what side of the country you are over there um and that, that's therefore a lot more reasonable you can have a can of beer and you can just watch it and uh i can i, I get it from that perspective but from like a uk perspective you're suddenly playing either you stay out for the night and two nights that's that's too much or you have to get up the next morning and just you know you're playing catch up both days and it sort of just takes away from having a life a bit like especially if you're watching smackdown on the friday then you have uh wrestlemania on saturday and then you have wrestlemania on sunday and then you have raw on monday that's four nights so that's six and a half hours for the wrestlemania and you've got two <laughs> hours for each of those raw and smackdown three hours well, there you go. That's that's <laughs> nine and a half, and then there's two hours for SmackDown. So that's eleven and a half hours of wrestling in, in a four-day four-day window. That is yeah that's a lot of wrestling to get through uh uh, and kudos to people that that do it um but to me it's just too much and and the thing is when you're watching wrestlemania as well like there's all there's there's nxt people popping up as well and so you need to know what's going on over that part of the branch and you know that's probably another couple of hours your week and suddenly you're looking at a, a week's worth of wrestling you're looking at like 13 14 15 hours of wrestling It's a
1: lot. It is is a lot, and I I don't know how people can keep up with it all the time, but they they do. And to be honest, uh, WrestleMania is always like a special weekend for wrestling, so I don't mind it too much, but it's not too different from when there's just a normal pay-per-view because they run a pay-per-view on a Sunday, and it's still pushing four hours sometimes, so you've still got Friday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you're back into it again. So it's not a... Mm -hmm. It's not an easy product to follow, which I think is why I don't watch it as closely as I do with something like AEW, which is give or take two hours done plus a, a dark if I want to watch it, or any other little supplementary YouTube stuff. But we digress, we are, we're here to talk about WrestleMania. One thing that annoyed me off the bat with WrestleMania was <clears throat> I think on the Friday I thought, oh, you know what, I'll do, I'll send a poll out on our Twitter, which is at DDT WrestleCast. And I thought, I'll send a poll out and say, which matches are people most looking forward to on Saturday, and then do one for Saturday for Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked Friday, Friday night in the UK, probably about 7, 8 o'clock, and I was like, ah, oh, can't seem to find anything. They didn't even announce what was on each night until like 12 hours before the event. Really? Yeah, uh, it might have even been less time than that. I, I I think I remember checking later on Saturday, and I still had no idea what was on night one, and no idea what was on night two. And I was like, I know what the matches are, but I don't know where, what day they're going on. So that had to be binned. And I was like, well, that's surely. And the thing is, this whole event was recorded and taped probably about a week ago. So it's not like they had to, you know, change anything on the fly. It was already being pre-produced. This whole thing was a was a taped show. As, as most of the wrestling will be now, because live's just too much of a risk, because you might get shut down the, the, the night of. Um, and they just couldn't even organise that properly. But there you go. That's how it goes. What we're going to do, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, is we will run through the matches really light touch, because there's nearly 16 overall. Um, I want to separate the two, let's say, unique matches... And just put them at the very end for their own discussion. Because that's certainly, I think, one of the most interesting things of the weekend that's come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, is the sort of two cinematic matches, if you want to call them that. Um, but in the meantime, we can we can run through the matches. Very, very light touch. And just get any any thoughts or opinions we have on it. And, you know, it, we might get halfway through and think, actually, this is even getting too long to review on a podcast. Which will give you an indication of how we're feeling with it. But... We kicked things off on night one. Women's tag team match. It was a 15 minute opener. And I just thought, well... If you're going to have a women's tag team match... That 15 minutes seems a bit long. Especially later on when you've got your actual singles title on the line. And that ends in nine minutes. That didn't make sense to me. But any thoughts on, on the women's side of things in general? Because one of the criticisms we've, we constantly level at AEW is their women's division. In general... Including this match, what did you think of the the women's division that, that WWE had to offer?
0: Look, generally, in comparison to the AW a uh, uh, division, they're, they're, they're a billion times better. It's a different um, league, at, isn't it? It's completely like like they they're not just athletic; they sell it a lot more, and uh, it's, it's a lot more. Uh, they, they're holding their own more with the men than 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 the other. Uh, the AEW uh, women are at the moment and like you know what I, and I guess leading into that first match I was I was apprehensive maybe because I'd watched so much AEW before um, and then going into this and then um, but yeah they, I I to be honest i quite enjoyed the match like like i i generally like, yeah 50, it was a little bit long and it probably didn't need to be so long but in terms of uh kicking the show, because i was also in my head i was thinking well, the lessons are they trying to kick the show off on, on a weak one and usually you want to maybe start with a bit of a bang or yeah. uh or something like that um but like i just thought it was just quite a nice um solid 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 fight to be on a match um and and so uh, yeah generally like the, the women performed really well i guess we uh, also we had a uh, not a hometown girl, um, a British girl in, in there as well, yep. which was always quite nice from our perspective to see that. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Well, there you go. We then moved on to, to King Corbin v Elias. A shorter match, nine minutes. Any any particular thoughts on on this one? I mean, it's it's tricky when you, especially when you've not been watching any of it, to really grasp what's going on. But even if you do watch it regularly, um, it's still difficult. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it doesn't seem to matter either way. But any any thoughts on Elias versus King Corbin? A lot of people don't like King Corbin because they say <laughs> he's 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 a bit of a just a useless heel. But the fact that people don't like him, I think, means he's doing his job effectively. <laughs> exactly, he's definitely
0: done his job. If, they, if people don't like you, that you're doing your job as a heel. Um, I you know what? Uh, and I think this is going to be a reoccurring thing throughout out this. I personally preferred the non-title fights um Mm. in in the whole of wrestlemania um and 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 this one maybe wasn't probably the best one to allude to but like wwe did give you a bit of a backstory before like every fight like they usually do and see what says what happens so you get a little bit knowing what's happened um but it just feels like because there's no title on the line that they're sort of let loose a little bit more uh, Mm. and, and it feels like they 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 can just do some things that are a bit more comedic and a bit more like smashing a guitar over your head and, and stuff like that. Because like, I guess with the belt matches, you're they're, A lot of the time they're looking for, you know, having an all out, you know, you know, a proper wrestling match and so forth, because the belts online. And so you want to protect the integrity of the belt, I guess, yeah. uh, to certain extent But these ones, they just let them loose. And you know, it was, it was just quite, quite nice. And yeah, I, I, I it's once again just another enjoyable match ten minutes or nine minutes not too long um uh, yeah it, it was just, I, I feel like I could get behind the honky tonk man or whatever he was called was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh, yeah I you know I, 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 yeah, without going to too much detail and stuff like that like they, they, it was it was an enjoyable match.
1: I don't like Elias I don't know why I can't I, why it me. was wrong. I don't know, it's just his face and his beard and his hair, like, I don't know. So, you know, some people just look at you and think, it doesn't matter what you do, I'm never going to be on your side, unfortunately. And it's not a good place to be when you've got King Corbin or Elias, both who are just equally as hateable, and I thought, well, I've mentally checked out this one. Um, (laughs) We then got on to Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Now, Shayna Baszler obviously was a former mixed martial artist and has been in, in, in NXT for the past few years, ripping it up over there. Becky Lynch is kind of like their, their, their big woman's star at the moment. Um, th- what I took from this is Becky Lynch retained um, in nine minutes. She kind of got caught in B- B- uh, Shayna Baszler's Carafuda clutch and then reversed it and pinned her while she was still holding on to it. So it wasn't like a clean, decisive finish. It was more of like... You know, a bit of a lucky one or, a, or an outwitting. So that suggests to me this is the first part of a series of matches they'll end up having later on this year. But first, sort of women's singles match on 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 the event. What did you think of the the Raw Women's Title match between Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler?
0: Well, yeah, they they, they did hype this one up um, a fair whack before before the the, the fight. I thought, you know, it's probably one of the better women's fights on, on the whole card. And I don't know too much about Shayna Baszler uh, before, but obviously Becky Lynch is, does feel like their poster girl um, for, for, the, for the women's division. Um and i i to be honest in my head I, I she she had becky lynch had won it at the previous wrestlemania against ronda rousey and i thought yeah. well you know she's probably going to drop it here so to be honest i was quite pleasantly surprised and like i, I wasn't expecting that result uh, and i think you're right they they, they set it up so it's it's not quite over and i think even in raw the on the monday after i was just quickly catching up on that to see see what was going on um was that that it the, the but they haven't ended that feud, and so it does look like it's, it's, it's going to carry on moving forward. I, I was pretty impressed by Shayna Bayes. Uh, Shayna Bay? Shayna? I can't pronounce yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I was pretty impressed. Like I just, she she looks brutal, like as if like yeah. she, she would hurt someone, and uh, and I that and with her character, I feel like she's portraying that really well, and it's coming across really well, um, and even. In losing, she comes across as like, yeah, shit, fuck you. you you're lucky to get out of that one, uh, yeah. Becky. And so, so, yeah, it was as I feel like it, it it went really well, um, uh, really enjoyable. Um, like I, you know, the the way it finished was was quite a nice way for it to finish as well. So, uh, yeah, good. I, you
1: know, I've got no problems so far. I've got no problems. <laughs> this is this is far more positive than I expected. The only thing I'd say about that match was. Becky Lynch has had the belt for a year now and she's pretty much killed off every other heel opponent she's come across. I like, had no problems and breezed past them. I kind of think like just having her drop the belt to Baszler and having her chase again would have been a really good way to establish Baszler as an actual threat. But... It's curious now how they'll go forward and make Baszler seem like a legitimate threat again after she's been outsmarted once. Like yeah. if you want to, if you want to do that chase, and maybe you know, maybe maybe it's going to be a shorter feud than we think, and it won't it won't go as, as far as a few more months. But he kind of I thought it'd be good to get her to you know choke her out cold. Don't have don't have Becky Lynch tap out. Have a go out cold. Take the belt, and then there's like a chase for Lynch. Is actual something to overcome you know good v evil and all that good stuff but they've kept uh, the title on lynch i can't imagine she won't drop it to basil at some point but it'd just be interesting to see as and when they do that
0: so i don't know my theory around it is like and i don't know what's going on with Paige, um but yeah. like they're, they're, they've been there's been things coming out teasing that she, she might not be a million miles away from coming back to the ring um, uh, and yeah. after recent surgeries and and so you know Becky Bucking Lynch. Edge versus,
1: come back so
0: yeah exactly so becky lynch versus page for the title would just uh, would be w- one of their biggest matches that they could put on um and there's a load of i don't i'm not going to go pretend to know like the history of, of page and becky lynch but i know they were uh, a partnership or a trio and them two and someone else uh, for a long time and then obviously page turned heel and stuff like that oh, yeah. um so so there's there's pages and a million miles away from coming back there, there's one hell of a storyline there for the WWE
1: Yep, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the, the formerly coveted internet, intercontinental title match which we saw headlined SummerSlam 92 is now relegated to fourth on the match runnings of, uh, of Wrestlemania, Sami Zayn wins in 10 minutes basically Daniel Bryan acts like a geek, gets distracted jumps off the top rope and gets caught with a, with a hell of a kick as it's called and is pinned How's this compared to the Bulldog versus Bret Hart match that we watched
0: no, it's a just, few it days is, ago? It's just shit. Yeah, to be fair, this this
1: was probably the worst match in the whole. And Daniel part. Bryan, it's I've seen great. him in some really good matches. Yeah, like, it's just
0: it's, it's just like I'm all up for a bit of comedy and a bit. It's like, but like it just went on a bit too much and like, I yeah, like you would be like if stuff like that was consistently happening, you would ask, you would expect the referee to say, "Oh, get out way and stuff like that. But it was just like. It just the integrity of that intercontinental belt. It's all just gone tits up from 1992. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, what, what the there is no prestige there. Like, it's just like luck in it. They may as well just rename it the 24/7 belt. For like, I oh. care. Okay. Like, it was just like it was. <laughs> it was so poorly done and, and, and not enjoyable and then like even when daniel bryan came in yeah uh, we didn't mention this but like that gronk person he needs putting down as well like
1: gronkowski like, oh, yeah three-time really, time super bowl winner
0: i don't care he seems like a kid's tv show post. um and so they were cheering when he came in and suddenly that just put me straight off daniel bryan and then yeah uh, uh, and then zane came in and like you automatically dislike him already because he, he know, ran away did, for
1: about six minutes
0: it, and that just went on too long like yeah. you get it once as, as, as you know as a ploy and stuff like that but like it just kept happening he's like right get on with this now um yeah it just i i was i wasn't sold by that at all um i just i just, it was just a bit poor it's just a bit pants
1: yeah i agree we we'll then have the smackdown tag team title match which is the ladder match between and I'm I'm not getting this wrong when I explain this, between John Morrison, Kofi Kingston and Jimmy Uso, mm-hmm. so actually it's not a tag match. And yet the tag titles are on the line. Now uh, I know there's been a there has been an issue with the Miz, who's John Morrison's partner. I think he started getting ill and showing symptoms that you would lock yourself down with. Not necessarily saying that he's caught coronavirus or COVID-19, but he was starting to feel unwell and at this stage you can't be taking any risks. And at that stage, surely you just go, right, we're not going to have the titles on the line. It's just going to be a triple threat ladder match and be a spot fest, which is what it was. And they, I can't defend the fact that the tag titles are on the line here um, to start off. But parking that illogical piece of shit aside, Morrison retains it in 19 minutes um, in a ladder match, which, as I said, I thought was a reasonably good match. It was a bit of a spot fest, but that's what you expect out of a, a stunt ladder match. And these three have got the athleticism to carry that off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, take the, the the titles away from it, like the prestige the titles and stuff like that. But it, for me personally, best match of night one. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I like when they started coming out. Like, cause I hadn't watched looked at too much of the details around what was going on. I was trying to figure out like when um, John Morrison came out, and then I think kofi kingston came out after him my yeah. initial assumption was like oh they, they must be tagging up but they come out <laughs> to the individual tunes yeah. like i like because that's what happens usually when they just put two people together they come out to their own tune um and it, but yeah and it wasn't i just couldn't figure, and it took me a while to figure out and then i was like oh i get this now all right sure yeah. and that, that that was a bit weird um but then I, yeah as i said parked that thought and then i just enjoyed the match um and it was it was a massive spot fest and um but all the high flying moves that uh uh, flying off ladders people falling out of the ring you know slams onto ladders uh running i think john morrison ran along the rope at one point oh yeah that was was
1: super impressive when he like the whole top rope i was like good god
0: yeah yeah exactly that like and there was lots of little things like that 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 just was just like uh, it was great and like I think with these um, uh, spotfests, they, they can they can do it because they allow other people to have a rest while one's down outside the ring and so forth. Yeah. And for me, I, I really enjoyed the ending, the way that the match came to an end, where they were all mm. up there and John Morrison. Falls from from the the the, the top um, lands on and, a and, ladder uh, lands on a ladder and <laughs> I think he was meant to continue holding one of the belts but they all both fall out of his hands um, and he rolls off the ladder quickly and yeah. falls on top of one uh, but uh, yeah I thought it was, it was a great way to to, to end it um, I, I felt like they probably were going to retain it I don't think they've been title holders that long um, no. Kofi Kingston like I didn't even realize was like as i said i've not been watching wwe for ages but he's been around for, for it seems like forever now yeah, um yeah. And, and uh he, he's the athleticism of, of him as well it's just it's unbelievable um so yeah i really really enjoyed it i you know it kept me entertained for the 19 minutes um and i i think i was like on the computer because watching the day after and when something, something did uh i got sidetracked for like Two minutes and then something happened. I was like, oh shit! And then I had to rewind it two minutes. Whereas most other matches, if that happens, I just be like, oh God, yeah whatever, just, just I, let it go. I've missed that
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, no, good. it was. I, it, yeah, it was a good match. I, I, I enjoyed it, and these three can can put on a great, great uh, uh, match, especially with uh, with ladders involved. Um, you can just sort of just sit back and, and enjoy it. One spot I did think was really obviously edited was there's a part where Jimmy Uso. I think he got knocked off the top turnbuckle and just fell onto the outside, and it looked like a flat back bump. But the camera didn't pan down like it naturally would. So at that point, I'm 99% sure they had a crash mat there. He landed on that and they cut and re and put it together. But that was, that's the only real sort of minor gripe of it is that that was a little bit too obvious. And, you know, the the finish was creative. If not, it made Uso and Kingston look a bit foolish. But. You know, it, Morrison's bump at the end. I was like, good Lord, that is a real sickener.
0: Let's
1: um, yeah. move on to Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Now, this, this match is a 17-minute match, kind of in two parts, because at about the halfway mark, Rollins decided to hit Owens with the bell and cause disqualification. Kevin Owens then taunted him, saying, look... If you can't come and finish the job, if you're a real man, all this sort of stuff, and Rollins comes back and then ends up losing, but what did you make of, of this match? I, I didn't really care for the sort of mid-match interruption part, it, just make it a no-DQ match to start with, the, the feud had enough to go in it, but what do you make of Rollins versus Kevin Owens?
0: I, yeah, I quite liked it once again. I quite liked the story, the build up for this one. Like I said, I hadn't been watching any of it before, and they showed it, and I got quite into I was found myself cheering on Seth Rollins, and uh, when he hit him over the bell, and walked away. I was like, Yes, Rollins, that's yeah. exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> that's a good move. That's a good move. Get out of there, you know, because, you know, your hill, baby face, is clearly certain But then when he got gets called back, you sort of know what's going to happen. Um, I think at that point, it become became a was going to win it but though the spot that they, they did come in his, his Wrestlemania moment as they were saying at the time when he jumped off the, the Wrestlemania sign is, mm. is one of these things that, that it's a shame that stuff like that happened with no fans there because you know if that happened yep. surrounded by uh, a, a arena of 80,000 people everyone would have, been, that would have been like the Shane McMahon off the Titan rail yeah, you know, yeah, type yeah. of moment or McMahon uh, mankind off the, the cage moment through the table um, so yeah they, that, that was a bit of a shame for that, that, that aspect but like I, I, I personally I don't know what's going to they're going to play with it afterwards like I I feel like Seth Rollins you know he loses his Messiah um, out in now uh, mm. and I felt like maybe that was something that they could have kept playing with I, I don't know I just quite enjoyed that character um, yeah. and, and so we, I'll be interested to see what they do with that afterwards but you know it's, it's, it's an alright match it, it, was, it was like it, you know I was more involved in the story than, than the match there I would say
1: yeah, I kind of wish Seth just refused the call out, like to really heal it up and say, No, I'm not coming back, you're not having your moment. But, yeah
0: um, or once they, it turns to no, no dq he'd have his disciples come out and then just yeah no, exactly. share. i was yeah, thinking why exactly. did no one come out like yeah. he's, he's got these disciples surely at that point you know anyone could just join in
1: yeah no unbelievable but it, owens goes over i think they wanted to kind of give him that that like as we mentioned the wrestlemania moment but it's obviously subdued for the for the reasons that are out of out of everyone's out of everyone's control We then move on to the Universal title match, which wasn't the main event. The main event was the Boneyard match between AJ Styles and The Undertaker, which we'll be doing at the end of the quote-unquote traditional wrestling part. But Goldberg versus Braun Strowman again for the Universal title. It runs for three minutes. Um, Goldberg spears Strowman three or four times. Strowman gets up and then reverses a jackhammer attempt from, from Goldberg. Uh, slams him several times and then pins him basically to capture one of the most prestigious belts that they're trying to push in the company is on the same level as the WWE championship. What, what do you make of this? Because this is a far cry from what we had seen at AEW revolution, just in terms of the belt being decided in three minutes in, in comparison to like the 20 odd minutes that Jericho and Moxley went for.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it felt like a squash match a little bit uh, but with the, the belt on uh so it, it it wasn't great to be honest um yeah it, it really wasn't great and uh i i don't know i was i don't know if you've heard about afterwards apparently the got that goldberg wasn't you know contracted to anything else afterwards yeah, and so yeah. McMahon was like well you're not contracted and i think uh goldberg wanted to drop the belt to um was that it wasn't meant oh, to be Roman, push-
1: yeah Reigns. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah and apparently there was a bit uh, it was a bit arsy about that as well and he wanted to drop it to Roman Reigns so he wanted to you know retain the title and then give it to Roman Reigns you know when they're down at SummerSlam or something like that but he wasn't obviously going to be doing any of the 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 shows and stuff like that so I guess from that point McMahon sort of has to sort of go out get you know sort of get him and apparently he's on like a million dollars uh at at a tv (laughs) appearance or a match should I say so like it, it it probably from a financial perspective and with the whole COVID-19 stuff makes pure, pure sense. The the match just felt a bit squashy. However, I, I don't know how, I, and I, said, I don't know them, them well enough, but as soon as Goldberg starts going in um, and getting his, you know, smashing his finisher in like four, three, four times,
1: yeah.
0: um, you think Kroki was going to go on here and then they reverse it. Um, you know, it, I get the idea and, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a novel idea. If, it was the only time they did it on the card,
1: mm-hmm. but and we'll come
0: <laughs> and we'll come on to that later. But you know, it, look now because of all of that, it just feels very sort of like meh. Like, yeah. and the belt just felt it definitely. I, yeah, I just it just felt the belt lost lost a bit, a little bit of its integrity, I guess.
1: I don't think it's got much integrity to lose after Goldberg won it, bit, obviously. <laughs> but I get your point. But yes, it, it, this didn't help it certainly. Um, so is your favourite match from the first night the ladder match? Then is that what you're going for? Yeah. For your, for night one, I think I might. Hmm. I want. I, I did. Hmm. I think I'm gonna follow you just because I think Rollins should have just DQ'd and walked off. But yeah. Everyone everyone would have gone mental. To be fair, <laughs> it's WrestleMania. It's like, well, something's gotta happen. But that was a three hour event, and then obviously we said we'll talk about the the separate cinematic matches right at the end. So we'll, we'll now move on to night two. We kicked things off with the. NXT Women's Title Match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Um, This was a much longer title match, in fact, compared to both the the Gentleman's Top Belt and the Raw Women's Tag Title, which had taken place on night one. Charlotte wins. She captures the NXT Women's Title, um, works on Rhea Ripley's leg throughout the entire match, which I think was some good storytelling there, and then eventually puts her in the figure four, extends it to the figure eight, and... To my surprise, Rhea Ripley taps out, like the babyface taps out clean. Um, what did you think of of this match?
0: I I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I I I they, after watching that first night in terms of single matches, it was probably at this point. Uh, and I'm trying to think what happened after it. It's probably the 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 best, one of the, the, if not the best singles uh match of the probably the whole card um, and yeah. it just they both worked it really well I, I i felt the finish was a little bit weak uh like the thing going into the figure eight was was great um but yeah it did tap too easy and actually it didn't even look like a tap which to me it looked like she, cause she was slapping i thought uh, she was slapping her leg
1: off yeah yeah it exactly like this, she'd been yeah. slapping
0: her quite a lot throughout like like because she'd been caught up in a few things and it looked like she'd been it just looked like she was slapping and so i was thinking that doesn't look like a, a tap to me yeah, um and, and it and you can hear everything then as well. So you did hear us and I'll give up. Um, so um well, oh, I don't know, my, my sound's going. Is yours going on? No, no, I'm still here. So, oh, it's just it's just my end. Um my current talking in. So um yeah. but yeah, it's uh it's it was it was just an all round great um great great fight like uh and it's just like the as you said the storytelling was really well the whole way through it consistently working on the leg both of them had multiple spots where they they both looked like oh they're going to get it yeah. um and, and like I feel like the right outcome happens um, and, and Charlotte Flair gets the title because I feel like this is, there must be so many storylines they can do off the back of that uh, yeah. as well rather than, 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 than Charlotte not, not getting it. Um, So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to, you know, watch that fight and think, oh, that's going to be the, the one of the fights to card. But, but it yeah. was for me.
1: Yeah, no, I think, to be honest, this was, over the two nights, my favourite out of the lot. Um, I don't know if that's because the standard wasn't as high as what I would would like but I certainly I enjoyed the match throughout I enjoyed the finish and yeah I mean look Rhea Ripley's kind of burst on the scene in the last six to, to eight months in, in like the WWE universe in, in NXT and when you come up against someone like Charlotte Flair who's been doing it 10-15 years like a veteran she probably should lose the first match to them but like you said, that now sets up a really interesting chase if they choose to do it, where at the moment Ripley's not quite good enough, but that's only for now. Like Ripley can improve over the next few months and come back and, and win it and you know take Charlotte's spot and probably get a bit more of a shine out of it rather than knocking her off in, at the first attempt. So I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a, a, a great match. We then got Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Seven minutes. Um... Basically, Bobby Lashley's valet Lana decided to, to suggest a, a different move to Lashley when he was about to be the Dominator, and that delay cost him. Black connected with his of his Black Mass kick for the win. Seven minutes. What did you What did you make of this?
0: Just a bit shit, wasn't it? Like um, it, <laughs> nothing really much. To do. Nothing, nothing really much to talk about. No was, real was,
1: story to build it up. It wasn't really. No, was was start... you talking about matches that could be cut.
0: Yeah, exactly. it prime, prime Felt like it was just
1: thrown in because you know
0: why not? And like I'm still surprised Bobby Lashley's still kicking around in, in <laughs> WWE. Like he's been there multiple times. I remember watching, I think TNA when he was there. Yeah.
1: Um, and wasn't he yeah. doing like Bellator as well at the same time? Yeah, like, exactly. Had Rampage and Tito Ortiz come over as well into TNA, and, and <laughs> when there was in Bellator, oh god.
0: Yeah, as as a right, yeah, To me, it was just uh, it was just a bit. It was a bit of a one, it's just a squash match. And like, it, it, do you know what? Seven minutes probably was too long for it. It needed to be less than five. Um, and you know, they could have just told that whole storyline of, you know, what the, whatever the he's miss his name was, you know, tell him to do a different move. Cause like, I quite like that little part of the, the story. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, you straight away that happens, you know, what's going to happen because we've seen it a hundred times in, in wrestling and, and most wrestling storylines are rehashed anyway. So, yeah. um, but like, yeah, I just it just went on a little it seven minutes, It went on too long, and it was just a bit of a nothing.
1: Yeah, I think from for Bobby Lashley's perspective, they didn't want to like squash him in like too short a time because they still find him a useful member, and he, he's still quite got quite a decent bit of credibility. But yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't with no story. It wasn't really worth having on. And I think for WrestleMania, when you're trying to look at things to cut, it's, it's stuff like that needs to go really. Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. Now, you would have seen the, the backstory to this one, where Otis is, you know, in, in love, and he's been he's been stitched up, basically, by Ziggler and... I what's that woman's name? Is it Mandy? I can't remember. Yeah, Mandy. Yeah. Um, Mandy's best friend in Ziggler. First of all, what did you make of the backstory you got to see, and then, then the match and the outcome itself? I mean, the outcome, I guess, people will be pleased with, but I don't know so, if there's a lot else there.
0: So this story is, is for me... Like I just when watching it, I I went back to watching the attitude area and it was just like shits, you know, obvious things that are never going to happen in the real world,
1: uh, just, just happening. And uh, who I, leaves I, their phone unlocked? First I, of all, in this day and age, other than my dad, he's the only one I know. It's because he's old. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but like I, 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 I really liked the backstory. I thought it was. No, I, I got right behind it. I was all Team Otis straight away, and no, like, you didn't go for the heel. No, no, for this one, I, I just wow. you know, I was I was well Otis, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and like the match itself was good as well. Like to be honest, and like the the outcome of it all, just it was definitely something that you probably think they wouldn't have put on wrestlemania if it wasn't over two nights um and it was definitely more uh, you know one of the other pay per views like a money in the bank match or or even that or just a, a a spot on raw but like it's it's it was i just i just enjoyed it it felt like to me it's it was it felt like a throwback uh, mm. to to that so not not in terms of the attitude era of like being blood and stuff like that but like more like the al snow side of the attitude era where you think what well, how the fuck's that that crazy shit going on and it, but it still works in the wwe universe um, so yeah I, I enjoyed that a lot you know i'd probably say it's uh, one of my favorite moments of uh, of, of, of day two of wrestlemania <laughs> e-
1: excellent well we then move into what i was I, I thought it had the best backstory, and I was really looking forward to it. Was Edge versus Randy Orton, last man standing match. Like I've been going out of my way to watch all the segments for this feud. Like just even it meant skipping through most of Raw just to see when Edge or Randy Orton were on. And then we were treated to a 36 minute walk and brawl match that. Lasted about four minutes in the ring, if that, and then was just all around the backstage area. As I said, it clocked in at 36 minutes. I really enjoyed the ending, the climax to the end, and the the way that Edge finally put Randy Orton down with the, you know, the the concerto to the floor and and just to finish him off. But it was 36 minutes, and there's been a lot of complaints from people saying it was way way too long. Um, what's your thoughts? Too long? Okay like it or a real disaster
0: i uh, know i liked it it was definitely too long because i zoned in and out at multiple stages during it
1: and uh, they probably didn't need
0: to visit every room in the development center <laughs> of wwe no, um, i don't care
1: what's going on back there i'm sure it's very nice but we don't need to yeah. see in the gym exactly <laughs> or the conference room that was the second one i was like jesus i don't care. Yeah, yeah, because he
0: climbed on top of the, not that, 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 I don't know, cage thing hanging in the conference room. Like that mesh. They, yeah, it didn't need to go to that room. It didn't need to go to the, you know, there was one point point there was just a, ca- they were like, he threw a sandbag at I mean, There was just a cameraman standing on a, on a tripod. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. why is he standing there? Like, he, he's not even filming this. He's just stood there. He's stood was like, there, yeah. yeah it was, it was, it, but it, you know, it did feel like one of the old sort of, like wwe games that i played where you go to, around to, to backstage and it's all kicking off in the backstage and stuff like that um, I, I, once again another sort of i felt like a bit more of a throwback to sort of like the attitude Era. it just mm. didn't need to go on as long the finish was brilliant um yeah. i those saying that you know I I don't actually maybe it's because it's so brilliant. Because when they went that high up, you expect them to go off the top somewhere oh, yeah, or go sink yeah. and they didn't. Um, and so 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 you know they've thrown you off the scent and stuff like that. Um, it was it was it was an all around great match. It was yeah probably cut it down by ten minutes, not visit a couple of the rooms backstage, uh, but you know. These this is why uh, Edge and Randy Orton are two of the the biggest stars and they're probably on to as the biggest owners in the WWE. But it's because they can put on stuff like that. Um, I, I would have been interested to know if any of that was edited. It didn't feel like it was, but it definitely could no. have been. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> like the, when they get because when they go between different rooms, you think you think, oh, is that now going to be? Is that a new cut? And I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. It wasn't because of the way it was done. And I I'd like to think agent Randy Orton would have been like, no, we're going to just purely go for this and stuff like that. Um, cause I like the way the cameraman was running to catch up and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's just all around well done. And like that for me, like, you haven't got an audience there. So what'd you do, you know, straight away backstage. And, you know, even when you had an have an audience there, like you're not seeing them anyway. So like, it's, you, you don't feel like you, are missing uh, a big, you know, crowd moment for WrestleMania no, and stuff like yeah. that. And so, yeah, I thought it's, I thought it's really what good. Um, probably. Probably the match of, of day two, I'd say, like yeah. I said, I'd say that in terms of just pure entertainment, um and wrestling and a bit of everything i would say it pips the 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 Charlotte match just charts was definitely better for pure wrestling ability and so forth but like this was just like all-round entertainment and not knowing what's going to happen next was just was just was just up there
1: it was great yeah i um i think yeah the the the, the, the execution and the finish and the last 10 minutes were really good could it have been cut down? Oh, absolutely. Would I sit there and choose to watch this match back again in the future? P- probably not. But you know, we're still going to have though that that great moment of, of Edge drilling the chair into Wharton's skull and, and you know putting him down for the ten count finally. So I think as you know, a lot of people say said it was way too long and it's been a bad call or whatnot. I actually thought it was okay. I mean, yes, there probably was times when I was zoning in and out, but I was kind of engrossed in it because of. I've been following the story quite closely, so I think that helped sort of pull it through. Um, tag team match: Street Profits versus Austin Fury, Angel Gaza for the Raw tag team titles. The Street Profits retaining six minutes. For me, not really much to talk about here. It was a pretty, just a standard quick tag match to to give the Street Profits a little defense.
0: Yeah, bit shit. Probably would have yeah. been wouldn't have been on the card if it wasn't two nights Got worth. It. Um, then I, yeah, I even found out on Raw they had a rematch apparently on the yeah. Monday, which was pointless. You know why? Yeah. Why? And the same result happened. So
1: you know, to me, it was yeah, yeah, it was a bit just a bit shit. <laughs> yeah. Bailey, Sasha Banks, Tamina, Naomi, and Lacey Evans in a five-way elimination match, which they just don't do these days. It's normally first pinfall. We're not going to go through the entire elimination type all we need to know is that bailey won in 19 minutes there was a little story between bailey and sasha banks who are who good buddies and and there'd been a little bit of a miscommunication with bailey hit sasha banks there's a chance that maybe bailey could have saved sasha from being eliminated by lacey evans but eventually sasha banks comes back in and and helps bailey beat lacey evans what did you think of this women's title match
0: Ability, great again or well, not great, is good. Um, is like, really enjoyable?
1: Not it, better than AEW's women's. Uh,
0: massively better than AEW's. <laughs> Can
1: women's. you imagine this? A 19-minute elimination match in AEW's. Oh, I'd fast forward at the moment. Um, <laughs> it's
0: just yeah, it just it just puts it to shame. Anyway, let's get back to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's um, it 19 minutes to be honest, was was too long, personally. Like, I, I did drift off at the start. Uh, I, I, I liked what they did. They saw everyone got their sort of moment and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I was in my head, I would I assumed it would have been Bailey versus Sasha for the final two. And yeah. then there would have been something going on there, like, you know, does she tell Sasha to lay down to get her the pin and stuff like that? And I thought, are they going to go like that? And they played that completely different to what I was expecting. So, you know, kudos for that. You know, I like it when I don't predict what's going to happen, um, yeah. but it just it just felt like it was overdone. I think once again it was a match that probably wouldn't have happened if they weren't over the two nights. And the reason I think that was it all came together after the you know they'd already started filming uh, without an audience, and so at that point you know they were, they were already looking over the two nights, and so it felt yeah. like it it sort of built up pretty quickly. Um, uh, and I think they they probably. There's something going to be happening between Sasha and Bailey later on, I'm sure. And oh, that's yes. going to be the, the, where they look to, but like, you know, it, it was, it was, it was an all right match. It just, you know, it's a bit long. I just, it, it, it didn't feel WrestleMania quality. Mm. Um, but you know, it was the, the, the women themselves were quite on a good show. I thought.
1: Yeah. It didn't need five people. I think it would have been good to have four. And then you've got Lacey Evans, Sasha Bailey, and then maybe Naomi or something. But having five, it just seemed unnecessary because the story was basically Bailey and Sasha, whether they were going to implode. And then Lacey Evans seemed like the main challenger. It wouldn't have made sense to have a triple threat match because they both would have just ganged up on her. But having a fourth person, they could have, you know, played with that dynamic. But it was five and then it was, that was the end of that. We're going to skip over the Firefly Firefly Funhouse until the end. And we land at the crescendo of WrestleMania 36. It's Goldberg versus Braun Strowman, number two. But instead, we've got Brock Lesnar playing Goldberg, and Drew McIntyre playing Braun Strowman. Paper, take us away to for when McIntyre captures the WWE Championship in four minutes to become the first ever male British WWE Champion. What a moment it could have been! We've been uh, waiting for this since forever. You and know, this is what it ends up being.
0: Yeah, and this is. I, one there's a few things that annoyed me about this this match but like i I'm, don't get me wrong kudos to drew you know it's great to have a, the first british champion ever uh I, I, and so forth and all that jazz. and and, and i'm glad for him um there the, there was two things that i guess look at this and and annoyed me a bit like one if they already pre-recorded tell goldberg and brandt do something different because you know yeah, if, if, yeah. if this is the way you're going to go for the main world championship which is probably a higher prestige belt then yeah. just let them do it because then if you're only going to do it once you know i can be like wow i, get, I get behind that i wasn't seeing that one that coming like that and um and and so I could probably get behind it. The fact that it happened on the end of night one, I was a bit like, it's just, it's just the same thing. Don't do yeah. the same thing again. You're you're taking away from what it could be. Uh, to like, I, I was listening to Drew's talking about before. He talked about it should be like a uh, like a pub brawl and stuff like that. It didn't feel like a pub brawl to me. Um, no. but however, that if that had happened, and there wasn't the Goldberg match in an arena full of you know a hundred thousand people, whatever seeing uh, Brock Lesnar's Drew get out of Brock Lesnar's F5, what four, three, four times, uh, I think would have just sent the arena absolutely crazy. Uh, And it was one of those things that I, I felt was let down by not having an audience there because you know, if that had happened at that moment in time, like the whole crowd had been going absolutely wild going, what's going on? And then when Drew started doing his kicks and, um and, and doing it but and then and winning it you know such a quick turnaround that would have been a real shock moment but it wouldn't have been a shock where the audience was silent i think everyone would have been screaming their heads off yeah. like and that would have been brilliant so i did feel a bit like it did take drew's wrestlemania moment away from him by not being in the arena and having yeah. having that type of match um yeah, I, I yeah I, I, I and It was it is what it is. So it's a bit. I, I feel it's a bit unfair to criticize so much because it would have worked in the right arena, a right context. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think WWE screwed him over with the, having the Goldberg there, and obviously COVID nineteen screwed him over a little bit. But they they could have changed things up, knowing that, um, and yeah. maybe gone for something a little bit different, and uh, and maybe seen how we go. I, I I personally thought they they would have they would have kept Brock with the title. I i would been interested to know whether that was always going to be the way that it was always mm. going to win it or whether they changed their mind and the reason I'm thinking did they change their mind was uh, Brock is obviously not the most charismatic person and you probably want and I know is Drew to be fair but you probably want someone with a bit more charismaticness carrying the belt while there's no audience there uh, because you've got to be doing a lot more talking yeah. a lot more segments um, and that's why Brock was had Paul Heyman I would imagine because you know Paul Heyman was that charismatic man um, so yeah I don't know uh, I'd have been interested to know but you know I guess it is yeah,
1: what it is I'm wondering whether because of my, cause you know we know Brock is a bit of a part-timer he's very even when he's in UFC like when he did that it was very well paid, would only fight a few times a year and had his own... cat All this stuff. I just wonder whether it, he wasn't up for doing any more once the outbreak had happened and thought, you know what, I'm going to do WrestleMania and just go into hiding for a little while. I don't want to hang around here and keep doing segments or television or pre-taping stuff. And, and obviously with McIntyre, he's, it's, it's his first run as the, the, the top champion. He's not going to say, oh, I'm not going to do it either. He's going to grab the moment. And maybe it's just for the for, the, for this period whilst... You know, there's, there's a bit of uncertainty over who can do what. That McIntyre was the, the better choice. And to be fair, McIntyre has been very popular and been on a bit of a run since since the Royal Rumble, where they started sort of setting this match up. So it's not like he's an unjust champion, but I agree that the uh, the atmosphere took it away from him. And then just having the Goldberg and Braun Strowman match the night before, obviously just made it ridiculous that both title matches were pretty much carbon copies. This was the better of the two. It had it had a bit more to it, and Lesnar put over McIntyre strong, and Heyman. I thought done done some really nice subtle work at ringside with putting Drew over after he'd you know hit a third F five on them. Lesnar looks at him, and then Heyman says he's really good. You know, do it again, keep doing it. Like, no, acknowledging that Drew McIntyre is not to be taken lightly, and uh, he wasn't because he ended up walking out of the belt, but. It only lasted four minutes, which meant that the total time for the top belts being defended was seven minutes. Do, do these belts mean anything in this universe?
0: Yeah, I, as I said, I, I feel like they could have got away with it for Once. one belt. And I feel like the only one they could have got away with it was actually the Drew uh Brock fight because actually that sort of made sense to me because both of them their finishers are are meant to be these amazing things and so that would have been the spectacle i yeah it's just they should have done something with the 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 the, the goldberg belt uh, i forget what's yeah. called the um the universal universal title, yeah. title that's it um so like it's just yeah oh, it's just a bit annoying um i think the the main championship still definitely does mean something um Uh, I'd hope so anyway Uh, but yeah it it definitely feels like pretty much every other belt on that that, after that that main that main title is just a bit of a joke on the WWE at the moment
1: yeah I think the last four title matches that includes Universal and WWE Championship matches not one of them has gone over five minutes. Cool. Maybe that was in, <sighs> in Brock's contract. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe you just can't work as long or whatever. I mean, that might be another reason why someone like McIntyre, who probably can work much longer or wants to work longer, can, will be a better choice. Uh, same with Strowman as well. The trouble is now you've had McIntyre kick out of about six F5. So who <laughs> realistically can ever beat him? I don't think there's anyone they've built up close enough. Uh, best match, what you're going to go for is it's going to still be. The 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 last man standing match. I'm going to stick with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I think, despite our discussion.
0: No, I I'm, last man standing for me was I. I just I enjoyed it. I felt like I was back in playing uh, an old WWE game uh, where I was you know it all gone backstage, and so I quite enjoyed that for me. Um, I, in terms of all round entertainment, best wrestling match was definitely uh, Flair, um, but you know just the best in terms of entertainment. It's in the, jeans. It's in it's it's in the jeans. The
1: jeans. Woo! Um, then we move on to the the two matches segment. And
0: it worth mentioning the the, the post uh, Drew Big Show? Oh yeah, go on. So I forgot you'd watch Raw. So I don't know if you want to take away what you. Well, picked I, from I didn't watch Raw. Raw. I just watched no, it a, bit a, a bit of a catch up. Fuck that! I'm, I'm now not going back to the WWE until I'm you know oh. in, in required to report back on one of these podcasts again. But. Um, uh, <laughs> But it, I, from what I was saying was uh, from my understanding was they they basically showed that Drew was having a, you know, 20 minutes after having a bit of, you know, a chat afterwards. And then the big show turns up at WrestleMania. So technically, the headline match was big show versus uh, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it wasn't the same night. Yeah. So, you know, Brock didn't host that, that show. But um, as you said, um, I didn't. I, I think Drew won, or well, Drew definitely won, but I don't know how he won. Uh, but once again, you got Drew. Then was gonna just done Brock Lesnar. He's just done the Big Show. You do look around and think who really is going to challenge him, other than maybe Brock coming back stronger. Like I, I don't see anyone really in the company that, that that's going to take it away from him too soon.
1: No, I agree. I, I'll be interested to know whether the Big Show Drew match went longer than the Brock Drew match. I think it might have done. Don't know. Someone can. Someone can correct us. Um, so, I'm going to call this the cinematic wrestling segment because we had a Boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles, and then we had a Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and The Fiend. Now, before we get into the ins and outs of those, my question to you is this might sound like a weird question, and I want to use my words carefully. Is this the final evolution of sports entertainment, not pro wrestling, sports entertainment, whereby the matches are crafted together in a cinematic style, akin to sort of an action sequence or action film. Is this the final stop for what sports entertainment can be um, in in this life? Because I've not really seen anything quite like this.
0: Um, in, in answer to your question, without probably going into too much detail around uh, the the matches, I don't think it's the final stop. I definitely feel like this is a stop that you know. I I think now that's happened, mm-hmm. it won't go away, um, and there will be, you will we will see more things like this appearing in the future, whether that be at a pay per view uh, event uh or on raw or on smackdown or something like that i think you know it's they they, they can do a, a lot more in terms of like you know uh sets and all that type of stuff um uh i remember the days of the I, effectively it was a casket match uh <laughs> yeah it didn't uh, tell
1: us what the na- rules were we never we never knew what the how this match would be won the boneyard match yeah, but yeah that is essentially a buried alive match yeah or a, or a casket match
0: yeah match. and uh but they can definitely do more with it. And I can, we go, I guess we'll go into my opinions on the, the individual matches afterwards. But like, um, I definitely feel that, you know, now the WWE's unlocked that I feel like looking around the internet, people seem to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. actually it's a lot of people seem to be, you know, jizzing their pants over a lot of that, uh, especially the taker match. Um, mm-hmm. but I, uh, yeah, so I don't think it's going to go away. I think now we'll see more of that, especially in the WWE, maybe not, you know the other wrestling brands uh but definitely within the wwe they've always been quite eager to be a more of an entertainment than uh purely pro wrestling sort of thing yeah
1: so let's get into it undertaker the AJ styles in the boneyard match um i don't know how long it went i think it went about half hour mm-hmm. roughly and it was it was a a edited cinematic brawl that took place in an undisclosed boneyard i don't quite know what a boneyard is but that's what they they said graveyard it was was basically a graveyard wasn't it it wasn't a boneyard it was a bit of this weird shed this massive shed thing next to it, which i thought what's that doing in this graveyard (laughs) But, but whatever Anyway, Undertaker and AJ Styles go out in this in this cinematic match. What did you think of this particular, this match? And uh, Undertaker wins because he buries AJ eventually. And there may have even been a little hint at our new favourite thing in pro wrestling, which is teleportation.
0: I fucking hated it. I thought it was so shit. And there's been so many people going, oh, it's the best... WrestleMania moment ever, and I'm Undertaker. Thinking, though. I know AJ I,
1: Styles, I, two I, of our favorites. I, 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 T- I, I TNA, AJ. I, I
0: love both of them as pro wrestlers, but the, it, it's we. I, if I want to watch Die Hard, I'll watch Die Hard. Like I don't, well, I don't tune into the WWE or wrestling to watch uh, a feature uh, film, you know, brawl. Like, and for mm. me, that that. If they, don't get me wrong, they, they they put on a good show and stuff like that, uh, but like it it could have just been a casket match in a ring uh, and mm. more of that, that type of thing. Like, there's so much editing in it. It just loses, for me, the whole wrestling aspect of it. Um, yeah, and, agreed. And, 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 like, little things like when, you know, all those people turned up or the minions and stuff like that and... Uh, i just i and then you know take a hit them the all. dark order yeah like, yeah take a hit them <laughs> all and then they, they they just disappear you know where they yep. they, they don't turn back up or in the background of any scene um so you know they've teleported away i didn't like the way taker teleported behind him like that he I'm,
1: might have quickly got out and run behind him but it was implied teleportation
0: yeah no, i, I think, think it could have worked really well you know like you know, if they'd done it, like, even if like they'd had it in a real life and they'd had it, uh, it would fallen and there'd been like a trap door and take quickly went under and the yeah. camera would cut away and the take was suddenly behind him again. And like that you can so easily do with in the ring. Uh, and they've done tricks like this before. And, uh, they could have so easily done something like that. And, i don't know like the the two brutes that was with AJ. i'd be fair i quite like the one thing i did like i liked aj's entrance i it was to me like yeah, there's proper good, there's yeah. proper old undertaker's uh 1992 music and i was like oh he's, yeah. and then he came up as the bad american badass and i was thinking oh well yeah. now so I, and uh, that wasn't the best year's taker um so uh yeah i i really didn't like it i just it was just too cinematic for me trying to mm. be like a match and yeah i just you know i just I, I didn't really have a lot of time for it i i wouldn't tune choose to watch something like that again
1: no i i, I agree i don't think i'll do my point at the end because it kind of my, my overall point kind of factors into the overall style of these matches but i kind of i didn't i don't think i hated it but
0: it wasn't pay-per-view it, it wasn't it, no. it, it, was, it, was, it was a segment in raw or yeah.
1: something like that you know mate yeah it's just not yeah I'll, once we get through firefly hunt funhouse i'll go for it but i'm assuming that you didn't this didn't fare much better the fiend versus john c and the firefly firefly funhouse they were quite different in the fact that the the undertaker aj styles boneyard match was shot as a you know, they're trying to pass off as a legitimate match, yeah. just in this boneyard of all the bells and whistles that a movie would have. But this was just a head fuck, this Firefly Funhouse going all the way through John Cena's career, sort of. Making reference to that he's this this generation's Hulk Hogan with some Saturday night main event segments and the NWO being mentioned there wasn't even an attempt to make this a logical match or finish I don't know who won I'm assuming the Fiend won but it was so unclear that there's that I don't actually know what did you think of this one (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, w- w- once again, I wouldn't choose to watch it. I, I enjoyed this one more than the Taker one.
1: Right. Which,
0: for me, uh, like personally, it didn't feel like a res- trying to be a wrestling match, which was a bit no, I liked like, about it. it? it. Yeah. And so, like. I, that, to me, they were doing something like really different, uh, and, and like, it, yeah, it wasn't a WrestleMania moment either. But it, I liked the whole way that there was the throwbacks to like you know the old John Cena's, and it went to the NWO uh, and all that stuff, and yeah. uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought, oh, that, this is something I could you know I could watch, or I could you right. know as, as a moment on like Raw and stuff like that, and like it, it's some sort of craziness. But it shouldn't be classed as a match. Like they didn't like no. I, the fiend won the match and will get the the W. But like it's like to me, like that would have been brilliant as a head fuck, as a build-up to a match between the fiend and John Cena. And, and like yeah. like it was that's one of the these moments that happened before and it'd be like, oh my god, look, he's this crazy man, he's got like these these crazy things going on. And then they actually had the wrestling match at WrestleMania that for me would have been brilliant it just yeah it yeah. just it, these in my opinion these things don't work as wrestling matches or pay-per-view moments um mm-hmm. that to me that they they, they they would work in terms of the entertainment side of wrestling but as more segmenty type things to supplement the wrestling that you know because to yeah. me they they yeah this is aj start is aj stars dead i don't know
1: well, his Is, arm was out.
0: So can he come back now? It looked like it, it looked like a potato with his glove on. Sorry, now I've jumped back on.
1: Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. He, I don't think that was a real arm. But it fake. <laughs> like the the off arm in Jules looks better than that. And that was yeah. Forty years ago, but yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with what you're saying there. I mean, the, the, I kind of, when you said it's not a pay per view, I kind of got my cogs spinning a bit more, and I thought, you know, you're, you're kind of right there because what people pay for on pay-per-view, and obviously there's no live audience, so they're not involved in this, but if they just chucked this on during a pay-per-view where there was an audience and they watched it on the screen, like, you don't pay pay pay-per-view money to watch a cinema, cinema, basically, do you? You don't pay pay pay-per-view to watch a movie, especially at, like, $35 a pop. And the art of performance is why I think people watch... Professional wrestling primarily is to see the the in-ring performers perform live or as close to live as possible and pull it off, you know. And you, you respect all the wrestlers that can do it and not make mistakes, things like that. When you have things like this, all the all the mistakes are cut out, all the the risks are completely eliminated. And yeah, I, I think you, you're right to say that it's probably not a, a pay-per-view segment, um, and that this it's not. I don't want to say it's not pro wrestling. It's just uh, it's, it's it's the sports entertainment brand up as far as it can. It, it, we've seen it before. Basically, this is like the new the new line that has been created in the, what you can get away with on a wrestling show. Now, I really don't like the fact that it was it was mixed in with a show that was a traditional in ring event, and I don't like the fact that the build up to both of the matches were traditional in ring promos and back and forth and brawls and whatnot because they just don't make sense it doesn't make sense to put this perception on that there's a there's a real bit of rivalry between the four people involved in these matches and that the payoff is one that's that's impossible to happen like it's like we're inside John Cena's mind like it's it's really weird and the other one is just a a, a movie that's been cut and coddled together you're completely Pulling down any resemblance of it being a sporting event at that point. Now, if they decide that actually this isn't a bad idea to do this based on the reception it's getting, which seems to be positive, then I've got no problem with them doing it. But it should branch off and be its own separate thing, like not maybe not a separate brand, but if you do like a short run series of perhaps someone like the Undertaker who's not going to be wrestling. You know, week to week, he can't. He's, he's getting old and stuff. But you could do a, I don't know, like a four-episode run rivalry that you frame and put in that box, and you say this is just a, a rivalry between Undertaker and let's say John Cena, for example. They're going to have a four-week run. There's going to be vignettes that are all in this similar style, and the payoff's going to be in this this cinematic style. I'm fine with that because it means it's not going to interrupt the normal wrestling that I'm trying to watch, and I might even check it out now and again, but. It just completely breaks down any resemblance of it being a a sporting event when this is put on and then paid off and seen as a legitimate match, which is what the commentators were doing afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's it's just, I I think it probably has its place just not on, personally, I guess, yeah, for me and and probably for you, just not on pay-per-views or actually on, the, the rest of the events as i said like that
1: have its little uni- own little universe yeah, well, no, as i said like the fun
0: house bit i i think would have been uh a great segment maybe if it wasn't as long on on raw if it was like a you know a a this crazy thing going on for like five six minutes you could probably get away with that on, on a raw event and stuff like that but then uh, people
1: would say how's that happening how are we seeing in john cena's brain well yeah but then why is he agreeing to this brain examination how's otis getting mandy so you know it's
0: wwe universe you know anything can really happen
1: (laughs) um bastard bastard.
0: but it's it's it's, it it is interesting and it i it does feel a bit like an evolution though we both might not agree with it and 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 like it i feel like it's it's not going to go anywhere unfortunately and Mm. um I, I think WWE is quite happy to move away from the word sport, though it likes to use the
1: word athlete a lot, I noticed, um, yeah. but I don't say wrestler. No, athlete. Not allowed. You don't have to say wrestler. You can't say pro wrestling. It has to be sports, entertainment or athlete, yes, yeah. because it's not pro wrestling, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and so I think, you know, with, the thing is I think they, they got away with it on this because there was two shows and there was a lot of therefore in ring stuff um I'd be interested to see whether they'd have the 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 bollocks to do it on a on a just a single one night show that would be an interesting thing and 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 slot it in or uh, or would they do it you know before the events technically started or would they do it after the event yeah. technically finished uh for the, yeah. for the for the for the live audience because I I wouldn't imagine a, a live audience would 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 enjoy it too much you know you can get away with going to the backstage because it feels yeah. like it's happened, and you could get away with it if it was just hosting the graveyard and you know there's a real referee there and, and and stuff like that and they were just you know battling in front of each other into graves and stuff like that because you could get away with they that
1: fucking, they had fucking drone camera shots yeah. the soundtrack bloody oh the sound soundtrack effects. yeah that was it
0: as well that was that pissed me off sorry <laughs> you don't get that you know i don't know it was it wasn't yeah. my cup of tea but hey yeah
1: my worry is that now that it's got a good reception is that it's then picked up in other areas. But to be honest, if WWE do it, fine. I'm not going to be overly bothered because I'm very much a casual watcher of it and just try and keep up with the interesting stuff. My worry is that you see Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Cody and Tony Khan sitting there going, oh, that's a really good idea. And I don't want them to do that. It's kind of like being the elite turned up to 10. Isn't it like where they do segments on that show that you know wouldn't fly really in a in a a proper like dynamite show? Wow! But they've obviously WWE have got the production values and they've had the time to construct something properly. And I don't know. Yeah, don't mix it up. If you're gonna do it, do it separately. But I fear that this might be a regular or a semi-regular segment. Obviously, they've had their hands tied because of the circumstances, but it doesn't mean you had to do this. And I don't think it. Is something I want to see too much of, going forward. No. Any other thoughts? Uh,
0: no, no. I think I think I've I've laid out my cards there. Um, overall, like I, if, I guess if we're going to talk about the overall event, um, mm. I, I I I overall I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, um, which was a surprise. Um, I I've definitely I definitely feel like I went into it wanting to dislike it and coming away from it thinking <laughs> actually. The wrestlers here are generally really good, especially the women's division yeah. uh, and some of the old school guys and and some of the new new ones. And I I, 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 I generally quite enjoyed it. And I thought, could I see myself getting some WWE if I really wanted to? Probably I could sit down and watch it. I, I don't think I will. But like, um, if I was to score out of ten, the WrestleMania, i will give it a seven. Like it, maybe maybe six and a half. Um, there was, uh, it was there was a lot of matches there to enjoy i thought um mm. even though there was some some poor ones uh, and i didn't enjoy the cinematic stuff uh there were some the ladder match the 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 no dq match or oh, the not sorry the last man standing match the the charlotte yeah. flair match um all all for me were really good matches that would fly quite happily on any other brand that's just pure a wrestling band
1: yeah i'm gonna give it a six i think um, I think it's, it saved itself of being over two nights because if it had been one five hour slog and they'd made cuts, I think it would have felt longer and I'd have been less forgiving, but then I, the reason why I give it is, and sometimes I think I just gave up six and a half hours of my life for that. And I'm not even sure if a six feels right at this stage because what do I, what do I get from that? I've got maybe two, maybe three good matches. i've got nothing great as far as i'm concerned nothing that blew me away again hard to do with the with no crowd and whatnot i don't know i'm going uh, to give it a 6 because of the circumstances so you going 6.5 or 7 6.5 6.5 Fair enough. Um, we did a few Twitter polls. I'm just going to run through the results of those. Asked, what did you think of night one or part one of WrestleMania 36? Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down? 55% said thumbs up. And then 11% said thumbs in the middle. 33% thumbs down. There are some percentages there, so I've rounded up. Part two, it was an even split between thumbs up and thumbs in the middle, 40% each. And then thumbs down was 20%. And then. Did you like the Boneyard and Firefly, Firefly Funhouse matches? The options were, yes, I liked both. Only the Boneyard. Only the Firefly Funhouse. No, I didn't like either. 50% said, yes, I like both. With 25% going, only the Boneyard. Only the Firefly Funhouse got 12.5%. And then didn't like it, got 12.5% also. So well, it
0: show, sh- shows you how much we're in line with uh, the audience. Eh?
1: <laughs> ah, <fuck on>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it interesting sometimes. Before yeah. um, I let you go, is there any. I mean, you said you weren't going to go and watch uh, Unlikely to Get into WWE again. Mm-hmm. If it was just two hours a week with a monthly pay per view, could you consider it? Is it? Is it just. Is it something about the product you don't like or is it just there's so much of it that it's kind of hard Uh. (laughs) to frankly keep up with and... Um, I feel pro-wrestled out at the moment. I'm like, I've needed a rest from wrestling since I watched this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately for the WWE, there's just too much. And to be honest, I think it shows that, I think I stopped watching once sort of SmackDown sort of became a thing anyway, Uh, or or started to become a thing. Uh, I think I started originally watching a bit, Um, but then, yeah, it just, it just suddenly becomes too much. Um, And you do need to sink a lot of time into it. Um, Equally, I, that, you know the brand itself um I, I i'm definitely more towards uh the AEW brand I, I like a little bit of cheesiness um and i like a little bit of ruggedness uh, and a bit more attitudey um and so that sort of brand sort of i feel sort of fills that spot and so therefore i i i feel like i'd only have room for one because i'd love to watch things like ring of honor and all that stuff uh, or yeah uh, but i just i just Personally, for me, I've, I've, I've I can to commit to one promotion that I'm enjoying, yeah. uh, and sort of get on line with the storylines there and stuff like that. But I just don't feel like I've got the capacity uh, in my day-to-day life just to you know take on multiple ones of these uh, and so forth. Um, I think WWE. If you know what, would I watch another pay-per-view? Maybe, probably. Would I watch Money in the Bank, which is coming up? Probably, but maybe but only because mm. I've got the the free pass. Once that free pass is gone i probably won't wwe's want... gone wwe's gone yeah. unless, unless i somehow managed to find somewhere to watch it for free um yeah i definitely wouldn't pay for it uh personally uh so 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 yeah it's uh, it's a shame i think you know wwe we we all grew up on and, and and loved and and i think it's still got its place and it's got a massive portion of of the the market and i think it's fair yeah. and actually i think the superstars or the wrestlers actually are some of the better wrestlers in the industry uh i just think uh, in terms of pure wrestling ability um so it's, it is interesting i just yeah it's just a little it's too much as i think as you said there's just too much going on there's there's three parts of that promotion with next smackdown raw um yeah. and uh i i think it's one of those ones i guess when you know like when you listen to music and then you start Go, go, carry on going back to you, listen to your old songs that you, you've, and you don't listen to anything new anymore. It's a bit like that with that me yeah. and WWE uh, or slash WWF. I feel like the stuff coming forward now, I, I'm not really getting into, but I'd happily go back and watch things from the Attitude era or from the early nineties, um, and 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 enjoy that again.
1: Yeah. That's it. it would be interesting if you saw just picked a random event from the last six months. And I'm not saying go on and review it, but see a bit of it to see what it's like with a proper crowd and whatnot. If that changes it, but you know, it, it's, it's it isn't. its it has been it's probably the worst time to try and watch something new <laughs> or something you haven't watched in ages. But it is where we are, so you can either put the brakes and everything, or at least you know delve into things a little bit. I do have some other things up my sleeve for you. Cool. To, to to watch not not WWE related but some other little small commitment things that I'm gonna throw you away whether you' agree to them or not I don't know but for those that that um, like old school wrestling there might be some NWA power coming your way to have a little look at but that's another conversation for another day and I'll leave you with that tease um our poll is up by the way for the next classic event you want us to cover. We I um, put it up a bit later than I should have done but that's because wrestle I, I completely forgot it, WrestleMania weekend to be fair, <laughs> I thought you know what if paper's going to watch it this might be a once in a lifetime opportunity to talk about it so we have to snatch it so that got put back a little bit but again at DDT Wrestlecast you can vote for the next event that we will watch through and and review we've got wrestlemania 10 royal rumble 1992 in your house 16 canadian stampede and wrestlemania 8 so that poll will be open for a few more days at least so make sure you head over to our lovely twitter channel follow that drop us a vote on which one you want us to do and we will pick that up and do it um, in due course and as always if you're listening to this on any of our podcast feeds just subscribe it's going to be much easier for you that's it paper i'll let you go It's enough pro wrestling talk for you for another week or so until you get dragged into something else. But as usual, thanks for joining us on this particular episode and uh, we'll get you back on in due course. No worries. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Everyone else. Thanks for your time. And (laughs) ta-da.